Hashtag SAFM Life Happens. Thank you so much for staying with us. I have seen uh, some correspondence by Blind SA compelling, and they're in fact uh, they're getting ready to go to court, compelling the President Cyril Ramaphosa to eventually do something about the Copyright Amendment Bill. Um, now, Blind SA CEO joins us now on the line to explain to us what the issue is. Jace Naya is on the line. Good afternoon, Jace. Thank you so much for talking to us this afternoon. Thank you very much for that. Just explain to us what it is that the copyright bill does for Blind SA. Why is it important for you to get the amendment bill presented to Parliament? Firstly, the 1978 Copyright Act does not make any provision for exceptions and limitations uh, for making accessible copies. we had to apply to the publishers and rights holders every time that we need to convert a book into Braille uh, or Daisy or audio for blind people. Mm-hmm. The Copyright Amendment Act, uh, which was passed by Parliament in March last year, has Section 19D, which provides some important elements. Firstly, it recognizes accessible formats which includes Braille, Daisy, Audio, and Large Print for Blind, Visually Impaired, and Other Print Disabled Persons. Mm -hmm. Secondly, it makes provision that uh, publishers and rights holders should uh, produce an accessible copy like they do a print copy at the same day, the same price, so that blind people can also have access to obtaining those copies the same time. Should these works not be available uh, or produced in an accessible format, mm-hmm. then not-for-profit organizations like Blind SA can then reproduce that into Braille without any copyright infringements. Mm-hmm. The, the third important aspect is that in the Copyright Amendment Bill uh, provides for cross-border sharing of books. For instance, if we produced a book in an accessible format in South Africa, mm-hmm. like we did with the Long Walk to Freedom, mm-hmm. we, under the old act, we were not only allowed to share it with our colleagues from Zimbabwe or Swaziland or Lesotho mm. or elsewhere. But with the new copyright amendment provision, provided that South Africa and Lesotho have ratified the Marrakesh, we can export those books to Lesotho or import books from other countries into South Africa as long as they are accessible. Okay. That's that's interesting because currently you you then carry the cost of the adaptation of a book into Braille for argument's sake, correct? That's correct. Okay. In in the amendment bill, who who would then then take over that cost? You're, you're speaking about you're speaking about accessibility and making it immediately available. So, if there is a book that is printed, let's say it's a set work, you would like it accessible in Braille and other forms for the visually impaired um, community. Who would then carry that cost if, if according to the current uh, bill that has been pre- that at least you want presented to Parliament? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know what we're saying is that. And what the Marrakesh Treaty provides for is that the publishers, 
like they're producing a print copy, should produce an accessible copy. And blind people would then purchase those accessible copies, like sighted people would purchase a print copy. Okay. So we have no problem in, if that is made available. When those things are not made available, then we're saying that, you know, uh, non-profit organizations should be allowed to reproduce that for non-profit purposes uh, for distribution to blind people. Can, can I ask you a really silly question, Mr. Naya? I, I do apologize yes. if it's offensive. No? Is, if, is a copy of a Braille book, for argument's sake, more expensive than, than the other copy if you were just to purchase it uh, from a shop? Certainly, I think, you know, if you take a print copy, you're printing thousands of uh, copies. Yes. When you're printing Braille, you're printing a, f- a few, a smaller quantity of copies. If you take textbooks, we're generally printing them in a t- about 10 uh, or so. Yes. So therefore, the, the economy of scales uh, would apply. The biggest cost that we've incurred in reproducing these books is firstly, we have to retype this entire book in, uh, into Word. Then we have to convert that uh, using brain translation software. We have to read the, the proofread the documents in print and Braille so that it is accurately uh, representing what the print copy is. And... That's reproduction of a 300-page book, for instance. But but that, that's but that's if you do it and you are not publishers. I'm talking about those publishers that have actually given and and given access to Braille books. So they've got a, a book that they're publishing, and then they've also got a Braille book alongside that. Is is it ordinarily now more expensive to buy the same book, but if it's in a Braille form, is it more expensive? And and just give me a sense of how much more expensive percentage-wise. Uh, uh, if you take uh, a book, let's say that's about 300 pages, mm-hmm. the master cost of producing that book is about 20,000 rand to produce a master. Mm-hmm. But to produce, to reproduce, a duplicate one book would cost you about 300 rand. I hear you. I so, so at, at retail costs is, is at the moment as we speak much more expensive and that's part of the issue. The fact that you have to spend more um, to access Absolutely. a book that is a Braille book. Currently, Absolutely. that limitation means what for, for instance, students that have to access books for, you know, for learning? Then you can recall uh, I was on the station uh, uh, earlier in the year, uh, the Department of Education at that state did not provide these books for learners at our schools. The majority of our learners do not have caps textbooks, readers. They depend on the teachers to, 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 to make uh, extracts for them. They depend on other learners to read. They, they depend on audio copies to be read. So uh, the department eventually has uh, produced master copies for over half of the titles that are required at the schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, lockdown came in, and uh, the books have not yet been able to be reproduced so that the learners can have it in their hands to read or to study. What does so that the mean? The department has made, has made provision now for the master copies. 
what does that mean now? Because if if you've been if if you've been sharing books and we now have COVID nineteen with restrictions of of uh, you know health uh, restrictions and and um, cleanliness and so on, I imagine sharing a book is not necessarily the ideal position. What are you doing now? It is certainly not the ideal position. Similarly, with you know writing machines or magnifying glasses that low vision users uh, utilize. Unfortunately, our learners do not have uh, individual reading material or writing equipment for each learner. Mm-hmm. They are still sharing. So what we have encouraged the schools at this stage to make sure that the, 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 the equipment is uh, sanitized more regularly, the children are washing their hands more regularly uh, to, 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 to try and avoid uh, so sorry, children cannot use gloves to, to Again, read Braille because Braille is the yes. touch. But also, so they have to wash more regularly. But I, I also imagine that you can't sanitize the page, right? Absolutely, because then it, the paper will be written, you can't use it. So it is a real challenge, and therefore, the big concern we have at the moment is that not all our learners are back at schools, and the schools have not been able to cope. Uh, with just a grade seven and twelve in them, because of social distancing, all our learners live in, uh, in residential facilities at hostels. And I'll just give you an example: in a school that has a hostel facility for 150, currently have 175 learners. But in terms of social distancing, only 75 learners can live in that hostel. We have a school where two children are sharing one bed. Now that's not going to be possible. That they have them. So it means that at least 50% of blind children are not going to be able to go back to school on the 6th of uh, July. We are meeting with school principals tomorrow afternoon to get a sense of how prepared they are and how are they going to cope with the learners who are at home? How are these learners going to get reading materials? What lesson plans are they going to get at home? Many of the parents. I come from low economic communities and therefore cannot afford to buy uh, writing machines and technology, providing for data. Firstly, the data is not accessible. Uh, the materials are not accessible electronically. So these learners are not in the position to utilize the program. So we have a serious challenge. The department is undertaking to provide mobile hostels, furnished mobile hostels. We are about a, way, a week away from schools returning, and we've not seen evidence of uh, these uh, mobile facilities being placed at the the various schools for the blind in the country. So uh, we are very concerned, and we are hoping that in consulting with school principals and parents tomorrow, that we would have a better sense of what this uh, situation is going to be going forward. Jason Naya, who is a CEO of Blind Essay, they're just giving us a sense of how difficult life is at the moment with the difficulties that they have with access to material, learning material for students, especially Braille material that they've been sharing so far. And that's not possible anymore. So that's a conversation that will be uh, available as a podcast. 891 It's just gone two o'clock. Let's go to Utsila Saku for the latest in SABC News.